Hey, what's up, Jeff? What's going on, dude? Nothing. Just a, it's a pretty good day here in Peoria, Illinois. Pretty sunny day. Um, sunny, sunny fun. No, I was about to say sunny fun day, but it's it's Saturday. God damn it. Yep, it's Saturday. Uh, sunny. It is a sunny day out. Not the warmest day, but pretty good. Pretty good day. Nice. Um, did you notice our? Uh, I'm gonna check right now. Ooh. Uh oh. Hold on. Did you hear all that? I didn't hear a damn thing. Okay. Well, I think we're good. Uh, ignore that. Okay. Uh, Scratch that. Our uh, our listens from last week were up a little bit. Did you notice that? I have not. So that's good. I that could be. I. Pfft. I have no idea, Jeff. I know, right? It's not like wrestling's gotten much better. No, it was not. And I think we need to have a talk about that. We need to do a little on-air uh, um, uh, show meeting, an on-air show meeting. Ooh, okay. I think, Air it out. Uh, I'm looking right now. What we'd... Yeah, so the listens were up a little bit last week. I think we need to capture that and run with it we continue continue this excellence and i think <laughs> i think how we do that is we abandon the uh going through raw you know segment by segment going through smackdown segment by segment and just talk more big picture about what we you know what stories we like you know regardless of brand but I mean, we could stick to one. You know what I'm saying? But, but think more big picture. Do you understand what I'm saying? Roll back row area. I think the the going through segment by segment is boring. So if you're not a hardcore mark, you know. Yeah. Which I'm sure if we have any listeners, none of them none of them are real hardcore marks. Probably more casual, which is probably a little bit more like what we are now. Um, I'm still pretty marky. I'm still pretty marky too. I'm still watching all the the shit, so I guess I'm still mark. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the thing. That's the direction I think. Cause most of the podcasts I listen to about wrestling are a little bit more on that line, you know? Uh, and that's the stuff I enjoy a little light, lighter. Let's keep it fun. You tell me we're getting bogged out of the weeds here. I think we are. And we need to, I think, uh, an hour tops is what we need to do. I think going over an hour talking about wrestling, that's just too much. What do you think of that? I mean, so, you know, sometimes you just got a lot to say. I, I get bogged out of the weeds pretty easy, so you got you to gotta carry my ass. <laughs> I think, yeah, there's, there's so much content out there. I think an hour tops is all we need. Um, So that's that's the direction I think we should head. Uh, I just had a meatloaf, and I just want to talk. <laughs> I want to discuss how much I love meatloafs. When's the last time you had one? A loaf? Yeah. God damn. Uh, not TV dinner loaf. Yeah, real loaf, Jeff. No, we're not fucking oh, with that man. bullshit. Uh, way too long. Like maybe over a six a de- to seven years. The decade. Yeah, somewhere in that region. Well, Wolf told me you're getting into cooking a little bit. I mean, f- French cooking. Well, the meatloaf is a great. That's that's. Great place to start, brother. Is that a crock pot type of thing? 
No, oven, but it's super easy. Hook yourself up a loaf. Uh, I'm going to have to do that. Just get, get you, um, you can go online and see what you want to do, but basically it's just going to be some combination of uh, ground beef. I, I use all ground beef, but some people just mix in some ground pork if you want to go that route, but no need. And then uh, it's gonna be probably eggs, and then some kind of binder, like a, like a breadcrumb or a Ritz cracker or an oatmeal, or I've heard of a thousand different ways to do it. White bread, and, and then uh, your seasonings. You can just go with your salt and pepper. You can add some different stuff in, whatever you want. Just just look up some recipes. It's gonna be real easy. We make one with a uh, Ritz cracker as the binder, and then. Uh, Rotel tomatoes, which I don't know if you're familiar with, but are really good. That makes a good loaf. Oh, man. And then what I like to do, Jeff, instead, some people like to just squirt a, squirt a bottle of ketchup on top. Of course. Which is fine. If that's the route you want to go, that's fine. I'm not against it, but what I like to do is a, uh, a little mixture of brown sugar and uh, tomato sauce from a can. Okay. And that, that really sets it off. So you get a, night, a, a a little bit of a spicy meatloaf with the uh, Rotel tomato. And then the it's like a sweet and spicy thing. A little sweet sauce on top. That's how yeah. I like to do it. Now what do you do for a side dish with the loaf, Eric? Oh, Jeff, you're going to want to get mashed potatoes. Uh, instant mash? Hell I no. Instant mash? Hell no. You don't. You don't need. To, the only thing instant mash is going to do is save you time. It's going to be trashy. It's not going to be good. Yeah, that's true. It's easy as hell. Just cube you up some potatoes, boil them, mash them up, milk, butter, sour cream, whatever you want to do. Some people just do sour cream and butter, salt and pepper. Boom. That's a meal, huh? Yeah. Any green beans? If if you're talking to me, that's my. My optimal meatloaf meal is meatloaf, green bean, mashed potato. Uh, Eric, you had a meatloaf for lunch? That seems pretty, uh... <laughs> you think that's a little heavy for lunch? for lunch. <laughs> you think that's a little heavy for lunch? Meatloaf's dinner, dinner all the way, man. It's definitely dinner all the way, but I'll tell you what, when you got leftovers, what are you going to do? Oh, yeah, if it's leftovers, then it's... Any time of day is game. You can eat it at four in the morning. I don't care. Yeah, that's what we got. We had we had it actually uh, Thursday night. Nice. But last night I was uh, home alone with Buddy, so we made a we made a trip out out to Ming Shi. Oh yeah. Which uh, for any any listener who doesn't know familiar with the Peoria area is a what 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 I have some disappointing news for you, Jeff. Oh Jesus. What used to be a delicious Chinese restaurant was called Ming Shi in Peoria. And oh, it has went downhill. It's okay now. I don't even know if it's okay. Wolf told me it went downhill. I was very sad to hear this. Our buddy Wolf uh, let me know at the bar one night that this place had gone downhill. I was very sad to hear it, so I had to try it for myself. And uh, the rice was terrible, Jeff. Are we sure we don't have just some new generation cooks? I just think they're getting lazy. It's not as busy as it used to be. Uh, the rice tastes like it was five days old. It was shit. Oh, fuck. So, um, the Boom DDT officially supports and endorses the Golden Kitchen. 
off of uh, Sheridan Road, I believe. Nope, Sterling, Sterling Ave. Bye. Yeah, we officially endorse the Golden Kitchen, Sterling Avenue, by the DMV. Um, <laughs> next time you make it in town, that's where we'll go. It's it's delicious. I mean, you can try for yourself next time you get back. I'm not not opposed to trying it again with you. If you want to yeah. see for yourself, I'll go down that road with you. But I, I mean, just... I, I might as well, dude. It's better than HIDs. I'm getting in Denver. Yeah, you don't do a lot. Do you have any official endorsements in Denver as far as Chinese? No. None. <laughs> I, I endorse the Asian market on Alameda. Okay. Do you want you want you want to see some? weird shit go to that Asian market oh yeah we got one on also on University Street that's also fun to, to dig through do you actually buy anything there no I just went with Jason once oh what was he getting you remember I can't remember a bunch of weird shit that he was uncertain about of course everything you leave there with you're gonna be uncertain about <laughs> everything's got like shrimp in it like, there's, like, yeah. dried little baby shrimp I saw as, like, chips. There's all kinds of... There's some wild shit in there. That is... That is... I think... I went there pretty frequently at one point. I think our buddy Briggs was into kimchi. At one point, we were going there, but... So, that's... I just want to talk about meatloaf real quick, Jeff. Meatloaf or Chinese? I made some pot roast last week in the crock pot. Yeah, and I made way too much of it, and I got sick of it halfway through leftovers. And there's been a leftover container of pot roast just sitting in my fridge all week long that I've basically abandoned. Oh yeah, you got to get rid of it at this point. Yeah. So let's talk. Uh, about, it's done so. Let's talk about your roast. Uh, there's not much to talk about. It's just some uh, Czech roast and. Uh, um, Wolf was, I was FaceTime with Wolf when I was going through the cooking process and he was trying to show me step by step while I was fucking everything up, but in way too many, uh, vegetables and potatoes. So I kind of went rogue on the recipe. So I put in like five potatoes to start and then I realized my crock pot's not big enough. So I was like just stuffing everything in with a, a baseball bat. You know, <laughs> you're uh, all down in there. Was your meat too big for your pot? Yeah, yeah. I had to uh, chop it into two. I got two slabs of roast, like $19 worth of roast. Damn. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like three and a half pounds of roast. Why'd you buy so. You should have just got one if it's just you, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are things you think about afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was going recipe. I'm like, okay, this is about this. I just went into Terminator robot mode. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, I'm like, gotta do three and a half pounds. That's what the recipe calls for. Okay, I, see. I realized when I get home, like, fuck, that's a lot of meat. So, did you brown it first, or tell me about the tell me about how you prepared the roast? Oh uh, yeah, I browned it. Uh, first use of the cast iron skillet. Finally. You know, I'm 30 years old now. You need to buy a cast iron skillet for no reason. No, fuck yeah. No, for every reason, dude. That's like all I use. Oh, I know, but I'm still getting used to it. Like, I didn't even know that, uh, 
you could clean a cast iron with soap. Uh, this is all news to me. I'm not. I'm not used to the cast iron skillet. Debatable, Jeff. It's debatable. <laughs> uh, the old school. The old school will tell you that you do not use soap on the cast iron, but the science behind it, as far as I know, is that uh, what used to be bad for your seasoning is no longer in soaps. Oh. So, um, but I took cancer out of soap. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I don't remember what I read, but. I think that's the real thing, but at the same time, there's no need to use soap. Okay. So as long as you, did you get yourself like a, like a, what, what'd you clean it with? I mean, besides water, like what'd you use to, your friction, like uh, uh sponge. Yeah, so get these little, um, they look like, you remember the thing Scott Steiner would wear on his head? The chain yeah, mail? Yeah, the scrubbies. Yeah, get yourself a chainmail scrubber, and then after dinner, after you've eaten or whatever, I mean, it's just it's easier to do it that night. You can do it tomorrow, the next day or whatever, but if you get after it that night, it's a lot easier. But yeah, you just do hot water and one of those uh, stainless, uh, or one of those chainmail scrubbers, and that's all you need. Oh, yeah. See, I, I, I had, uh, had browned the meat and just add some uh, gold potatoes baby carrots and chopped up a couple uh, stalks of celery uh, then besides that uh, for sauces I had a little uh, the, the sauce from the Shire the Worcestershire oh the Worcestershire yeah I, I, I've given up on pronouncing that so I call it from the sauce from the Shire okay uh, some uh, what else I use it's basically a lot of beef broth and a little dashes of seasoning so i might have thrown some ketchup in there i forget no tomato paste okay tomato paste beef broth and worcestershire sauce all right i like where, i like where you're going here so how'd it turn it's out pretty good it's, it's a little bland yeah um i added water to because i saw how fucking full the crock pot was here's my question eric when the crock pot gets that full like does the meat need to be submerged in some sort of liquid for it to be cooking, or is it just like if it's sitting on the top there, like is it still cooking? No, it, it'll like it's not. Most recipes will say fill it up. Like most things I read is like liquid halfway up the meat, as far as like something like you're doing there, as far as that there. So at first the liquid was not halfway up the meat, like it was not even clear of the potatoes or the the vegetables at the bottom. Yeah, you probably need a little more liquid. That's an issue. So I ended up adding like a half cup of water. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good idea. I condensed it down throughout the uh, eight and a half hour process of the crook pot. I condensed it down just like adding flour occasionally and mixing that shit around. Oh, you wanted to make a little gravy? I just wanted to thicken up the sauce. Okay. So I added a half cup of water out of nowhere. I went, like I said, I went rogue from recipes. Okay. Next time, pull the meat out and all the veggies and all that out when it's done, and then you make the gravy in the crock pot with like some. You can do what you did. You can make a little uh, water and flour paste and add it in there. You could use uh, cornstarch and water. That's what that stuffs. That you make a little cornstarch water mix in a little bowl and then add that slowly. 
I, I spent 20 minutes in the store trying to find cornstarch in my own store on my day off, so <laughs> that was too long to be spending. I don't believe you there at all. Because God knows where the cornstarch is in the store. I, I, have not, I had to Google what cornstarch was just to get like an image in my head. I'm like, what? That could uh, be anything. It could be a powder. It could be a paste. It could be a. I'm trying could be to. A candied item for all I know. I'm trying to help you imagine where that is in the store, and I have no fucking idea. It's probably actually, you know what? It's in that baking aisle. I was all through the baking and the spices aisle, and I didn't see it, but really? I, I'm not the well most I, visually prepared guy in the in the room. That's for sure. Yeah, take another look. I, I bet you it's there, but I, I'm with you. I don't really know. It's one of those things you buy once and you don't buy for like the next twenty years. Yeah. You don't use a lot of it. It's nice to have on hand for like what you were talking about. If you need to thicken yeah. something up real quick. Yeah. Um, so as, a, as an all right pop roast experiment, could have gone better, could have gone worse. Well, this this might as well be the fucking Martha Stewart podcast. <laughs> I know for real. We're talking <laughs> loaves and pot roast, baby. <laughs> the Paula Deen yeah, cat. We talk about how we need to go big picture yeah. on wrestling, and we just start off in 20 minutes of roast loafs. Uh, okay, so before we get to wrestling, do, did you, do you know about the fact that you can't leave water on the cast iron? I've heard this, yeah. Okay. That confuses me. I don't want you to ruin your, your piece, man. That confuses me. I can't soak the cast iron. I, I, do I not soak. I can nowadays, but I can't soak it. Do not, don't soak. Definitely don't soak, brother. That's so strange. Yeah, you know, the water is the enemy of the cast iron. When you, it, after dinner, you should wash it, like I said, just hot water and the, and the uh, chain mail scrubber. Get all the crap off it, everything cleaned off. Then you're going to want to dry it somehow with a paper towel or with another towel or whatever, but get all that water off of it. And then... Uh, I liked it, and not everybody does this. You bet you you have to get the water off, or it's gonna rust. Yeah. But you so definitely dry it real good right after you wash it. But then I like to put a dab of uh, a little dab of oil in the center of the pan, and just use a paper towel and oil the pan as well before you put it away. Okay. See, Wolf. What Wolf had me do was uh, just wash it off, dry it, then throw it back on the. Like, throw a dry skillet back on the uh, stove for, yeah. like, a couple minutes. Yeah, he's trying to make sure it's dry. You can do that. You could, you could, yeah. The, the oil's not it's something that everybody does, but it's, like, a classic metal thing. Like, keep it oiled, you know, and it won't rust. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. The, he's he's making sure it's good and dry, which is definitely <laughs> legit. You, if that thing's wet, it's going to rust, and then you ruin it. <clears throat> So I'll try to use a cast iron a little more frequently with these with these little life lessons, Eric. I use it every day, man. It's the best pan you can buy, and if you keep them good, you'll never have to fucking buy another set of pans. You can buy you can buy forty cheap ass hundred and twenty dollar pan sets from Target in your life if you want to, or you can and go <laughs> eat Teflon flakes all day. Yeah, eating Teflon flakes that are cancerous and fuck all that. I agree. Cast iron's where it's at, but that's that concludes our Martha Stewart uh, segment. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the super super showdown. 
We gotta get straight into that. Yeah, I think that's what we need to get to because I think that's what everybody's the the uh, internet wrestling community is is going unhinged off this thing. Really? Why? Have you finished it? I finished it. Yeah. Okay. They're they're unhinged about the Bray Wyatt outcome. Oh. <laughs> poor, poor babies. Yeah. They'll get their Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania with a title that he doesn't need. Yeah, exactly. I knew that was going to be your take, and it's mine too. Like we we when this we, before he became champion, we didn't want him to become champion. Correct. He doesn't need the title at all. But it's like a stone cold. Well, even worse than Stone Cold. Like, you do not need a title. No. On the same token, is it whack that he loses it to Goldberg? Yes. Uh, Goldberg's in that gray area, man. Like, WWE just does whatever they want with him. It's just, like, I don't know, like... I don't like him with the title either, so I don't care as much as the IWC does about this at all. But yeah. I, I can understand the complaint of, okay, they do give it to him. There's nothing we can do about it. And now they take, like, not like it was a great run or anything. Like, it, it's just weird because there hasn't been a whole lot of great Fiend, uh, you know, um... Rival, title moments. Exactly. Like title moments, feuds, anything like that. No. Like the character's really cool. And when it came out, we loved it. And the Firefly Funhouse and everything's cool. <laughs> I think the title was actually the beginning of the downfall. Yeah. Got too big too quick. And you blew up. Yeah. So hang I. On, hang on, Eric. Hang on. Really quick. Okay. Uh, we, we need to get the, uh, what's it called, the a, a, ADM, where you make the noises? Oh, uh, a, ADMR or something? I don't know. I'd like to take 10 seconds to respect that community and listen to a cup of coffee being poured. All right, the floor is yours. All right. Oh, God damn it, the coffee is on. Yeah, I fucking blew it. What happened? The coffee, already, the coffee mug already had coffee in it left over from my last cup, so it, it ruined the pour. Oh, my God. <laughs> Amateur mistake. We'll get back to you next week. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. I <laughs> know. I was so excited. I might as well just farted it as a Jesus. So, yeah, so, but at, the, but at the same time, I can see why it's like, why? so why did he lose to Goldberg, though? Like, why not? We talked about it before, and it's not a unique take. Everybody's thought of it, but it's better than this. Like, why didn't The Undertaker... Why wasn't The Undertaker the reason that he lost the title? Wouldn't you rather see Undertaker versus The Fiend at WrestleMania? Then um, Goldberg... Uh, well, have you seen the new SmackDown yet? Okay. Well, then I'll let you predict where they're going because they unveiled it on SmackDown. Oh, Jesus. That quick, huh? Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Um, um, but do you like Undertaker Bray? Like, is it a great match? No. But it's it's a great build. It's a better story. Now, do they... Remind me. I'm trying to 
on a blank. Do they do Undertaker break throughout Bray's title run? No, we just thought it. I just like the internet. The IWC thought it'd be cool just because it's like you know, just because of the similarities. Like you got they're they're both like you know, characters. Well, I don't want Undertaker getting uh, chained down to sticking around by even being in a title picture. Goldberg, I don't care. He's a little younger. He thinks he can still go. Taker's just going out to Saudi Arabia for the money. You don't think he's going to be a mania? He might be a mania, but I don't want him, like, having to make a couple appearances and then having to worry about possibly carrying a title after that. Because, what, are you going to have Bray beat The Undertaker? No, I'm not I'm not down for that at all. Not at all. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not down for Undertaker having to carry around a title after WrestleMania. You're not down with... eventually lose it to, like, <laughs> Daniel Bryan or someone stupid. You're not down with Undertaker gets retired by Bray Wyatt. Oh, hell no. No. <laughs> I really... Undertaker was supposed to have been retired by Roman Reigns. And then we got greedy as fans, and Vince got greedy, and Taker's like, well, I could use some more money. Hell yeah. Yeah, you can't really blame Undertaker if they're going to pay him. Yeah, which they did. Yeah. And Vince got greedy with his oil money, so. No, I I, I hear you there, because we've always been, you know, until The Fiend, we were always anti-Bray. Yeah. And I still got that in me. Because oh, yeah. because his matches aren't great. Let's be completely clear on that. You can have good parts of a match, but a full match, you're going to get bogged down for a little bit. Yeah. So, I, I hear you, but if done right, like, okay, picture, picture this. Yeah. The Fiend gets created. Firefly Funhouse. Everybody's going wild. It's, you know, when it was at peak... When we were at Peak the Fiend. You remember those days. Was it around Thanksgiving, Halloween, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. It went downhill quick when Cole and Corey started previewing the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, before that, I'm talking... We we get introduced to the Fiend. We got the Firefly Funhouse. Everybody's... It's going 100 and everybody loves it. And they, yeah. didn't, and they didn't give him the title. And uh, he just keeps doing what he was doing. And uh, it leads to an under an actual Undertaker feud, like a six month send off for Taker, like a real feud. WrestleMania match, Taker gets retired by Bray. Like it, it, I think that's a decent way for Undertaker to go out. But here's the issue with that sauce: if you have a long standing feud between Taker and the Fiend, someone's gonna have to lose a match. Or multiple badges, which means the feed is looking less than strong, or all of a sudden Taker looks old, and I, I'm not I'm not here for Taker looking old. <laughs> well, he's gonna like, he's gonna have to, you know, he's gonna have to get retired one of these days. He doesn't look old until he wants to hang up the clothes again, which it just takes one match for him to look old and hang it up. Yeah, I don't need him being beaten in a feud by the Fiend just to strengthen the Fiend's character. Yeah, I I thought I think it would be a. I mean, imagine the 
I mean, it would look cool. Undertaker versus Fiend. If it was done right, like I said, six-month feud, like a real story for Undertaker to go out on. What I don't want to see, and maybe you're right, maybe it's not the best with the Fiend, but what I don't want to see is just Undertaker just goes out on one of these little three-week runs up to WrestleMania, loses a match, and he's done. Like, don't you think it'd be cool if he had one more story? Uh, yeah, but, I mean, he's got so much, uh, energy and vibe around him that, like, the, that his character alone just provides a story for you. You just hit a gong, you're like, Undertaker's here, he's coming for your fucking soul, man. That's true. That's like, true. you don't have to go <laughs> in debt, like, he's earned the fact that he doesn't have to come out and, like, make you believe this whole fucking story. You can just be like, I'm going to come kick your ass because I'm the Undertaker. Yeah, it's true. I, I just would want to see some. I hate how they're just going to, one of these days he's just going to be gone and it's just going to be like that. It's going to be like a three-week thing. Yeah. Which is kind of. going to be like a couple months later, like, hey, let's bring the Undertaker back for this pay-per-view. And you're like, nope, no, he's actually retired now. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Like you got, you got to send him off. Some, you got to do it right again, again. Because you did it with Pork Laser. Then, then we're like, hey, Tank is still like young and healthy. Let's bring him back for some more WrestleManias. It's like a tradition. So we brought him back for WrestleManias. Yeah. Yep. Then we had him lose to Roman. We had him take his boots and his coat and his hat off and leave it in the ring and get struck by lightning. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Saudi Arabia comes around. <laughs> God damn. And they're like, hey, we're living 20 years behind the curve. You mind coming back for us? Yeah. Which, honestly, it would have been okay. Like, yeah, Roman and Undertaker's match wasn't the best. But, like, looking back, that, w- that would have been okay. I would have been fine if that was the end. Yeah. Like, it's, a, it's Roman Reigns. That makes sense. Good deal. It was a decent send-off. It was kind of a cool moment. But yeah, they had to bring him back for this greasy-ass bullshit. And now, and here we are. This is the first grease that they brought him back for, you know? What'd you say? This isn't the first grease that they brought him back for. Like, I think they pro- I could probably go through my wrestling binder and find other things before Saudi Arabia that he came back for. Oh, yeah. WWE is in a pinch because they're getting... A little lazy around creative. Yeah. Well, plus, like like we said, like wrestlers, I mean, that's all they know how to do. Yep. Eventually, they aren't able to do it every day on TV. They still need a paycheck here and there, so you can't really blame them. Um, uh, on a side note, I'm just thinking in my head is Taker trying to pull a flare and stay in this shit till he's like 70 or 80. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, he, like, I, I think we looked it up once. Flair was in his 60s during his last, like, actual match. So that's, like, 10 years more that Taker could do. Yeah, which is wild. And then, so now we're going to get uh, Undertaker versus AJ Styles, right, at Mania? Oh, uh, is, that, is that what we're doing? I think so. There's, I think so. Uh, which is cool. It's, it doesn't have any story. I wish they did it better, but I mean, I'm cool with that. We, we always said that he would do good with somebody like AJ. Is that just because AJ all of a sudden is saying that he could beat any wrestler in any era? 
Yeah, I guess I guess that's the angle. Yeah, that's that's a microwave story. Yep. That's a leftover pot roast story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Uh, so so what else at Super? Is there anything else from Super Show that's notable? We talked about Undertaker. We talked about Gold Turkey. Well, what did you think of? Uh, did you ever go back and check out? the Undertaker's debut that I was describing to you. Oh, the, uh, at the Super Show? Yeah. Yeah, I did. What did you think of that? I mean, it sucks, because, like, I like I messaged you, like, I didn't send it to you, because I know that you don't follow wrestling on social media, which is probably a pretty good idea. Now, I want you to repeat to the audience what you just said to me, because it's one of the, it's one of the sneakiest, uh, nice things you could do as a wrestling fan is if you have a buddy who's not a wrestling fan let him get that natural surprise yeah because they released and i don't mean like Meltzer or you know the dirt sheets not the iwc because the iwc's known about uh we've known like they've known about aj undertaker for like months somehow oh uh, yeah it's really annoying dude but anyway, this wasn't the IWC. This wasn't Dave Meltzer. This was the WWE official Facebook account puts a post up before Super Showdown that Undertaker's been c- cited in Saudi Arabia. Really? What are the odds? You know, he's just yeah. out there on Yeah, he's out there with his, in, his, in his duster and his boots and his hat on vacation. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? It was the most disappointing thing I've seen in a while. I was like, I hate you sometimes. You son of a bitch, I hate you. Why would you put that? It would like it, like it wouldn't blow anybody's socks off. I mean, Undertaker comes back here and there, but it would be way cooler if we didn't see it coming. Like, you asshole, you... Did you know you could shop around for prescription prices? With GoodRx, you can find free coupons at over 70,000 pharmacies and save up to 80%. It's that easy. But don't just take my word for it. Dr. Adam says, I've been telling all my patients about GoodRx. Jacqueline says, my medication was $65 without insurance, but I paid $25. Aubriana says, you don't have to pay full price to live your best life. Couldn't have said it better myself. GoodRx is 100% free. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. We'll get back to your music shortly, but first, did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies? You could literally drive across the street and get a different price. That's crazy. But with GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. You're probably thinking there's a catch, right? Nope. It's 100% free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not. In fact, it can often beat your copay. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. Put that up there just so we would go watch this stupid, greasy show. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't text Jeff because I was like, well... We'll let him have it if none of us are going. None of the rest of us are going to be able to get it. So, uh, so I knew it was coming. So it's like stupid, but uh, otherwise it would have been kind of cool. I mean, he attacked the uh, the rest of the club backstage. All you got to see was the duster and the boots, which is I thought was kind of a cool way to do it. I mean, AJ sold it real well. Like he was in the ring shaking in his boots, you know. Yeah. Like I think it could have been cool. But why? Why the post? It's really frustrating. 
the post and that led to uh like i texted eric like i i i got the natural surprise but the audience in saudi arabia as soon as Rey mysterio went down in that last spot of the gauntlet match you know like aj's about to win by count out and all of a sudden everyone's chanting undertaker i'm like where'd you get the idea that undertaker was gonna be in this match yeah and then once the boots appear at uh carl anderson's laying down face and luke gallows is wincing in pain and then the gong hits and colin Corey's like the rumors are true i'm like what rumors shut the fuck up cole let yeah. me get this natural fucking pop. <clears throat> yeah, the rumors they spread. My vibe, man. It's terrible. I don't know. They've been doing that a lot. We talked about it. Like, what's your, what's my two favorite surprises since I started watching again? AJ Styles Royal Rumble, whatever year that was, and then Edge at the Royal Rumble this year. Those are two. Like, okay, the IWC knew about Edge a little bit. You heard rumblings. Nobody, yeah, (laughs) nobody, or I don't know how heavily I was involved in the IWC at that point, but I don't think anybody knew about AJ. And if you go back and watch that rumble, it is a, you can tell it's that kind of pop. Like you said, you can tell when it's a surprise pop and when it's not. Yeah. And I don't, WWE knows like they, they, they got, they got cameras on hardcore fans in the audience. Yeah. They know when they're going to milk it. Yeah, just waiting for that Mark to just shit his pants. Yeah, just start <laughs> crying in joy, basically. Yeah. I think the, the my favorite return since starting, I mean, it's got to oh. be Hardy Boys. I was going to say, yeah. I forgot that one. You were correct, sir. That was the, that's, hands down. That's the that's top. That's got to be top three, no matter what order you put them in. Yeah, probably. That was a great one. You're right. That was the one that... Uh, I don't know what year it was, but the New Day didn't have a spot. Remember, they were host? Yeah. And God, they, how weird is that? It was weird. And they had something to do with that that comeback. Remember? They had like a little promo right before it that maybe had teased it or something. I don't know. It was, it was cool how they did it. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. You're right. But yeah, Vince has taken away the element of surprise for fucking ratings and ticket sales and it's just frustrating i understand it business-wise but man is it frustrating i mean ratings you you have your own streaming network what what ratings well i think for maybe you're right about that but i think for like raw and smackdown like they always announce if stone cold's coming and they always announce if john cena's coming yeah they announced a week or two before that Cena's gonna come back like let that be natural yeah, I, I want to be watching a Raw, just ex- expecting a dumbass air growing match, and then all of a sudden getting pa 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 pa. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, John, is there a better theme song for the return pop than John Cena? Oh yeah, there's plenty. It's Stone Cold The Rock. But there's yeah, but not a lot. I mean, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, it gets you hype. I don't, let me see if I got the right one here. I'll try one out. Taylor Brown have been exploded left and right. They have played exceptional basketball. Well, it turned into the foundation player. Doesn't sound like it. Oh, there you go. Here we go. 
Take this, you piracy bastards. <laughs> I mean, you can get hyped to that. I mean, that's pretty good, as far as a surprise pop. Yeah. I'm just saying, man. Like, that's whack. Why can't we have that as a surprise? Like, do it for the fans. Like, who get, who who are you get? My problem is, like, who are you getting with this? Is there anybody that's, like, flipping through, you know, USA? Is it still on USA? Well, who's who's watching Fox? They're like, oh man, John Cena's on SmackDown this Friday. I think I'll actually watch. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'll watch for the first time in ten years. That is that happened to one single person in the history of the world? Maybe. I mean, if you wa- either watch wrestling or you don't, man. Yeah. Do for the fuck. When I got back into wrestling, I didn't see any stupid ass advertisement that John Cena was going to be on. I was going through the guide that said WWE SmackDown. I said, I ain't seen SmackDown in about 15 years. Let's pop that out because I'm bored. Yeah. And that's how it happened. It it's... wasn't anything fucking special. Yeah, and you're you're not even a new fan. You, you have history. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, man. I think I think you get... When, uh, the wrestling industry, to me, you get your fans when they're young. And either they stay with it or they don't. Yep. I don't know a whole lot of like late twenties people that have never got into wrestling. Like, oh, I think I'll try wrestling because they had John Cena. I saw him in a couple of good movies. Yeah, you're not going <laughs> by their acting chops, that's for sure. Um. So yeah, that's that's pretty much Super Showdown for me. There wasn't much else that was good. Let me uh, get my wrestling binder out. I skimmed it. Um. Naturally, I skimmed, but uh, so I don't know. I didn't. I didn't watch too closely. There's no WrestleMania sign, so I didn't have to worry about points. Really? Yeah, no WrestleMania sign. It's probably banned in Saudi. Either that, or just logistically, the stadium wasn't easy to hang it up because it's an outdoor stadium. Uh yeah. You just. Hey, yeah, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the new format. And not go through match by match, but. Ricochet versus Lesnar last 90 seconds. Oh, yeah. we Yeah, yeah that's trash is what we can thanks say about ma- that. Thank, thanks for making the 13-hour trip, Ricochet. How do you feel about your life decisions? Because, <laughs> I mean, you made it, and then you took a shit on the doorstep. And it doesn't do anything. I in this match. Because, yeah, like you said, it doesn't do anything. For anybody. No. Not for Lesnar either. Like, of course no. he's going to destroy Ricochet. Cool. Fucking deal. Yeah, we've been watching That's like those... a third grader beating up a kindergartner. Like, cool. Yeah, and you know, I, you know, I'm a I'm a Lesnar fan, man. I I I, yeah. I don't I don't like people that give Lesnar shit. Fuck them. He's good, but like, yeah. this doesn't do it for anybody. <sighs> um, Naomi Bailey, no, no bueno. <laughs> Did you watch it? Yeah. I guess I do oh, have yeah. questions. I watched everything on the card. Okay, well then I do have a question about that. I didn't see it. So were they in the jumpsuit again? Yeah. God, Naomi is amazing. She was not in the jumpsuit on SmackDown. No. And whew! Naomi is climbing the ranks. Let's just say that. Well, that's good. 
good. That's a, this is a good thing. She she needs to climb it a lot quicker and not fall over at the end. Yeah, she was champion though. Remember once since since we like a SmackDown champion, right? Yeah, that was when no one gave a fuck about the SmackDown championship. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing her with a with a title again. I'm I'm, I'm cool with that. Let me change it to another big picture, Eric, because uh, this week on WWE Backstage, we had uh, WWE Hall of Fame inductees, the Bella Twins. Yes. Now, what are your thoughts on them being in the Hall of Fame? For me, it's a hell no. But, uh, yeah. but that's that might not be completely fair, because I, don't, I wasn't uh, watching when they were prominent. We're biased because we we came in when the evolution came in. I, I was shortly there before that, but yeah, no, I know, yeah, we came in when the evolution started. Yeah, I know what you mean. It was basically like when we came in. It was it was Charlotte, Bailey, Becky, Banks. Like they were running the show. But Paige, Paige was Paige. Yep. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, they, they they were before all that, so yeah, that might not be fair, but for me, it's a hell no. And they, they went through the video package saying, like, oh, they've done so much for women's wrestling. They each won the Divas title, all this shit. I'm thinking, okay, Becky alone has done more for wrestling than both of these cats. Like women's wrestling, I think she's taken it a hell of a lot further than uh, the Bella Twins ever took it. Like, what did you do really? <laughs> like, it was yeah. still called a Divas title when you left. You were perfectly fine having that spot as long as your ass was the one on TV. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can say you're packaging shit for the kids, but you're still selling that sex appeal just as strong. You did nothing to change the system. So shame on you, Bella Twins. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I think Get no. Off my chest. No, you, there's no reason to be sorry. I think the I think the argument would be uh, that they were the transitional period. You know, between like what it is today and what it was when Trish Stratus was running the show. Well, I mean, Lita was just as good a wrestler, if not better, than the Bella Twins. And Trish Stratus became just as good a wrestler, if not better, than the Bella Twins, from what I've seen from the Bella Twins. Like, are they that good, Rick? Is it not that good on the well, mic? Well, yeah, we, if we're going on that road, the Hall of Fame, is, the WWE Hall of Fame is a complete sham, in all honesty. Yeah, it's a, it's a cakewalk. It's fucking retarded. It, it's, it is stupid. I mean, think of, if you're going to go down that road, like, Mickey James. Oh, yeah. Is yeah, what are you doing? Is is way better than the Bellas in ring. Like Mickey James, legit. Yeah, and she's been around forever. Yeah, that's to me Mickey James Hall of Famer. If we're if we if we're doing, is she re- not? I don't know. Probably not yet. But and that's another thing. Why why right now? There's so many people like that are old that need to go in. Yeah, don't get these young people in here just for pops. I mean, I, I'm blanking right now, but I've heard a lot of good arguments on, you know, people talking about this, about people, they're like, they, you just hear and you assume, and they're like, what, they're not in the Hall of Fame? And a lot of it's like personal conflicts with Vince and a lot of politics, you know, it's all bullshit. Oh, uh, yeah, I can believe that. It's like, it's... The, the Bells have been down to play ball and still have ties to the game. Yeah. 
It's like it's a it's it is a pro wrestling hall of fame. It's like a work, you know. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting worked with. Uh, they both come on WWE backstage and they're both pregnant. Really? You didn't you yeah. didn't plan that at all. <clears throat> I don't know if they planned it or not, but I guess it's yeah. I guess it is true. That, that well, I mean, is you hilarious. didn't plan your coming out in the the public limelight, even though they probably live in the public limelight. You know, they're, they're coming out and doing all this the WWE Hall of Fame run. You could wait for another year after you've had a kid, but you got to come out with both pregnant and just get all the glow for, no pun intended, for being <laughs> pregnant. Yeah. 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 It's, it's wrestling. I'm not pregnant women. Rock your pregnancy. If you're pregnant, fucking show it off. Yeah. But, no, I know excuse me. I just went on a bell rant. <laughs> And I know what you're saying. It's it, like, like I said, if anything, it's just too, too early. I don't know why they're like, they act like they don't have anybody to put in, but they put in all these stupid people. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Th- this year feels <sighs> like this great from the bottom by putting in a faction of NWO when all those wrestlers are already in the hall of fame. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That's, that's another thing. Uh, how much time do you need for your, uh, your Bulls update, Jeff. My Bulls update? Yeah. Oh, man, I could, uh... I mean, it's a 30-second Bulls update, but I'd say, like, five minutes. <laughs> okay, well, then we got... We're, we're running low on time here. Uh, I think what we should talk about... I didn't get to watch SmackDown. I did watch the, uh... The uh, Symphony of Destruction that you told me about where Shinsuke busts his dome open on the piano. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious because you could totally see it coming. You're like, oh, well, if his head doesn't land square on that thing, it's going to hurt. Well, she- no, it, it was going to hurt. It's, it's, a, it's a piano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not a table. <clears throat> it's a piano with wires stretched as ties a dick and second, cut your fucking dick off. Yeah, it was a bad so idea. He didn't break through that piano because he would have got guillotined by 88 piano wires inside. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it is a very stupid spot. And it didn't look like a worked piano because it, it didn't collapse or anything. It looked sturdy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> it was a real fucking piano. He busted his dome. that one through. And he busted. If anybody didn't see it, it was not last night's. Uh, this will be out on Saturday, so not last night's SmackDown, but the one before. And it's pretty. It's it's. I mean, it's like, why are they gonna do this? And then boom, busts his head on the side, gushes of blood gushing out. With probably about two hundred pounds of force and Broad's waist coming on his head as well. Yeah. When he's hitting the corner of a piano. Think about that. It was not good. Uh, uh. But. <laughs> So I didn't get to see last night's SmackDown, but <clears throat> it's hard for me to get to SmackDown, so I just looked into it, and that's why I saw what they were going to do with Goldberg and blah, blah, blah. But real quick from Raw, basically I think there wasn't... Raw kind of sucked. What would you think? The Raw free show? I mean, Raw before Super Show? Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, it, it pretty much sucked. D-Mac wasn't in the building. To do to lead any side points, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of uh, fluff in this one, really. I think the only thing I'm like, like, what what are you most excited about in wrestling right now, heading up to Mania? Uh, well, I'm most concerned with Becky keeping her title. <laughs> okay, 
<laughs> All right. For me, that it's D-Mac Lesnar. Okay, for me, it's I, I am intrigued by this Edge Orton thing. I think Orton's doing good here. He's doing good that, that he's gotten to a spot where, like, they talk about this on backstage. He's not forcing promos. It's coming naturally. He's, and by coming naturally, I mean he's just taking heat for being silent and being secretive and talking to snakes, which, I mean, that's your fucking thing, man. You talk to snakes. Yeah. I mean, but I think, I, I agree. I think it's good, though. Oh, it's good. It's working. Yeah, and then keep Edge away, which is good. I think it's cool, man. I think I'm most excited about that. And then D-Mac, um, D, D, like you said, D-Mac, of course. I mean, we've been D-Mac 2020 for a while now. Yeah. So we're we're excited about that. I, I like the Edge Orton story a lot. What do you think they do with uh, Seth Rollins for Mania? Well, I don't know because I was hoping that they would lose the titles to Street Profits and so we don't have the uh, classic, uh, like, because who, who has the SmackDown belts right now? New Day, right? Actually, no, they lost them. Did that they? That's the other swerve at Super Show. Oh, who'd they lose them to? They lost them to Miz uh, and John Morrison. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Okay. Visit Morrison. Okay. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Okay. Uh, how is Miz and Morrison? Is it cool? No. No. Uh, uh, it's it's something from an era that we don't we weren't a part of, so I'm not here for it. And to me, it just seems like another bash up of superstars that are gonna do singles competitions two months after Mania. Okay. So not good. So yeah. I, normally, the formula going in, which I'm not even a fan of. But going into WrestleMania every year, normally they have a formula of if they have two shows with two belts, one of them goes to a pure tag team, the other goes to a mashup of crap that they just, like, uh, stick through the mud, you know, for storyline reasons, like with uh, Murphy and Rollins. Okay. Like, uh, shit's getting stagnant because we have this time frame between Rumble and uh, Mania, and we got to keep all these people at the top of the card. How do we do that? put some gold on them yeah you know what i'm saying oh yeah but now we got the single mashups on both shows heading into mania unless something happens at an elimination chamber when is the elimination chamber it's gotta be quick because mania is only five weeks away eric we are coming up quick here um, so i guess it's in like two weeks March 8th. Is that one week? March 8th. Today? That's one week. That's next week. That's next Sunday. Good God, that's a turnaround. Yeah. Okay. What, let me look at this card. What do we know so far? Oh, okay. Uh, just elimination chambers, basically. Yep. And then apparently we know about a... Well, I don't know, because I've been falling off the SmackDown wagon, but apparently we know about Braun uh, versus Shinsuke versus Cesaro. Or wait, no, no, no. Braun as the Intercontinental Champion versus Shinsuke, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. Three-on-one handicap match. They must have done that on last night's SmackDown then. 
Okay. <clears throat> and then uh, there's a uh, there's an elimination tag match for the SmackDown tag titles. Do we know about that? No. Like a gauntlet? No, they did it. They did, they've done it recently where there's like two guys in the pod. Oh, they did it with the women. They did a women's, remember? Because the Iconics were in it. Oh, Elimination Chamber. I thought you just meant Elimination Tag. Yeah, no, Elimination Chamber. <laughs> okay. So Miz and Morrison, New Day, Usos, Heavy Machinery, Lucha House Party, Ziggler and Rude. Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm down for that. You can get creative with Tag Team for sure. Yeah, I think you might be right. Now that I'm thinking about it in my head, I think the tag team ones are actually might be better. It's just because you get like this more bodies to play with. Hmm. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, Jeff, we are we are up against the clock here. Are you ready for this Bulls update? Yeah, Bulls. Okay. Now it's time for Jeff's thirty second Bulls update. This is back when the draft happened. Yeah, this is back in July. I actually do remember this. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, dude, he went crazy. He did it two nights in a row, correct? Yeah, so he, in this Phoenix game, is the first time he'd seen that dude since draft day. And uh, he was talking post-game about the importance of seeing a familiar face when you're a 19, 20-year-old coming into a man's league of the NBA. Like, he... You're going through the grind of this long-ass season. You're like, man, fuck this shit. I'm getting down on myself. And then you see an old friend. And it just fucking completely changes and renaissances your game. That's what happened to Kobe White. Because he, against this Phoenix team, came out shooting three after three after three. Scored a career-high 33 points in this game. Bulls still lost. You think Kobe White's done? No, man, he, he kept this momentum going. Hasn't lost it yet. Sorry. That was supposed to be a... I thought I was just, I I just going to go ka-ching! And I was going to do that <laughs> when you said that he scored another 33 points, but it didn't work. Continue. So then we 
we play the Wiz. The Wiz led by Bradley Beal. This is another struggling franchise. Kobe White keeps the Jets going. Scores 33 again. We thought maybe this would be a one and done. No, he's still feeling even after his friend had gone home. He scores 33 again, tying his career high. In the same game, Zach Levine beats the Bulls' all-time record for most three-point field goals made in a single season. You want to know who held this beforehand, Eric? Uh, I do know who did, but let me think here. It was Ben Gordon? Yep, 08-09, Ben Gordon. Zach Levine is on pace to absolutely shatter that record this year. Oh, he's going to just – that's what I was thinking. And, and like, I was watching the Bulls. Was that that D. Rose's, like, rookie season, or when was that? Uh, Yeah, that would be – no, that would be the year before D. Rose's rookie season. Okay. I remember that. No, 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 no. That that was D. Rose's rookie season. 08 was rookie season, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember Ben Gordon having a good year, but no, I mean, that's surprising that he's already, like, everything about that stat surprises me. The like, fact that Ben Gordon <laughs> was the leader before this? Yeah, and that Levine's taking it over, like, this early in the season, not early, but, you know, this portion of the season, like, all that surprises me. Well, the game has changed, and I'm that's true. serious when I say Levine is a legit top 10 scorer in the league. I mean, his stats prove that. I, I look at these stats, and it's like points, leaders, and blah, 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 and he's always in there. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, we actually win this game. Bradley Beal drops 53 as his team loses. <laughs> Side note, he went and dropped 53 the next night against the Bucks and lost again. Bradley Beal did. Damn. The Bulls, on the other hand, played two nights later. Guess what? Kobe White's still fucking on fire. Still. Damn. Because uh, he, he went and made more threes. He's the first player in NBA history to have 30 points in three games in a row, 30-plus points, three games in a row, coming off the bench while making at least five threes in every game. It's a weird stat. <laughs> that is a loaded stat. It's a loaded stat. But he, he topped this by having 35 against OKC off the bench. Damn. Zach Green in the same game had 41. Unfortunately, they're basically the only Bulls that could score because we lost this by two. 122-124. So, Bulls fans, we're about to get healthy as we go into New York tonight to face the New York Knickerbockers. Because uh, Wendell Carter might be coming back. If not, he's on the fringe. Uh, Denzel Valentine, which no one really cares about anymore, is on his way back. He might just chuck up. A, he's a chucker. Denzel Valentine, <laughs> I'm calling you out. You're a chucker. <laughs> You're a chucker. <laughs> you chuck shots and you, you get hype at the most wrong times of the game. What, because you made three threes in the fourth quarter when we're down by 20? You can fucking try and amp up the crowd. That's not how this shit works. No, oh, yeah. I hate... But that's a, I mean, that's an NBA move, honestly. People do that all over the league. Yeah. Very frustrating. <laughs> Situational awareness, buddy. Yeah. So, the Bulls stand at uh, 20 and 39 currently, and we got 23 games left in the season. Eric, I still think you're going under with 22 games, but I don't think we're going to make the playoffs, and I think I went over with 35. Yeah, we, we, we needed to find a happy medium. You're, you're definitely over, and I'm definitely under. 
If I had if I had to repick, I'd go twenty seven. Yeah, <sighs> but I mean injuries happen, and the yeah. Bulls have been down seven people playing with nine man roster for the last month. So what are you gonna do? And uh, real quick, do does uh, Boylan get another shot, or is this it? After this year? Yeah. Oh man. I think it all depends on if uh, Garpack stays. If Garpack stays, Boylan stays. If Garpack leaves, Boylan leaves. Oh, for sure. Okay. All right. So you said they were twenty and what? Thirty-nine. Twenty and thirty-nine. Okay. Sitting in eleventh uh, in the East. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I've heard that the Heat are doing terrible all of a sudden. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, that's that's that's. Uh, condo- that's consolation prize yeah shit so, in the bed like teams in the middle of the pack tend to do this time of year oh yeah <laughs> separate the top tier from the middle tier that will lose in the first round or be an easy second round exit for the milwaukee bucks yep well sorry that goes yeah well thank you jeff for that 30 second update let's go ahead and see if the audience is up and see if we can get a round of applause out of them there they are you're always there. Up on a Saturday morning for some hoop talk. Yep. All right, Jeff, we should probably get out of here. Do you have any other last thoughts about the week that was in professional wrestling? I want to see more of Angel Garza, Humberto Carrillo, Rey Mysterio, and uh, Andrade Cien Almas. And good, stop dropping wrestler last names. It doesn't do anything oh, but it, make wrestler look stupid. Excellent point. Two excellent points. We forgot to. That's another high point in WWE right now is that little group, and hopefully they milk that right up to Mania. We're fine with that. Yeah, keep them one one lucha uh, match per week at least. Yep, I I agree. All those boys are good. I like that. I like that a lot actually. And then yeah. they dropped uh, Buddy's name from Buddy Murphy this week. Is that what you're referring to? Uh, yeah, they've done this with Rowan recently as well. And they did. They tried doing it with Andrade. Yep. And, uh... And, Street uh, Profits actually made fun of uh, Mr. Murphy. Yep. And Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Did they like, go, like, what are you doing? Did they go back, or is he still Ali? They went back. Oh, they did go back on him. Is he still have a prominent role on SmackDown, or no? No, he's been hiding in the weeds, waiting for WrestleMania, probably. I like him, though. Yeah. He'll probably get screwed into a pre-show match, unfortunately. Probably. But yeah, that's it. Alright, well, uh, thanks to anybody who's still listening. I hope I hope this new format is more intriguing and not get, not get us bogged down. I think it sounded a little better so far. Uh, we're also getting uh, the MPC, that tuna... Yeah, for Christmas is up and running, so we'll we'll get some uh, uh, music for the podcast here shortly. It's projects are in the work. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, we need that. I like that a lot. We need what we'll do is we'll get a uh, un, you know a royalty free intro from you guys. Yep. And then we'll sneak in a little piracy when we can off of the other computer. <laughs> uh, old school, just YouTube style. We'll see if that uh, works. Sorry. Some of it, Eric. One more thing I had to mention. I'm sorry. No, go for it. 
Uh, WWE Backstage wanted to celebrate Black History Month by having Mark Henry and Booker T talk about being black in wrestling. Unfortunately, this was made by the WWE, so they and these are two black people that actually have made it in the league, so why would they talk shit? So it wasn't that real, but I want to see more of it. I want to see them actually talk real about being black in wrestling. So it was real, it was sugar-coated and glossy. It was and... sugar-coated, just talking about how they're setting examples for all the young African-American people in the performance center and everything. Like, um, Duh. Like, they didn't talk about the dark side of it at all. Like, how many times did you have to yell at Vince for him to fucking give you a title shot? Yeah. I mean, I, I, like, Booker T is, like, one of the first black... Like, it's unbelievable how black people used to be treated in wrestling. Like, like they were automatic heels, like they they were never faces, and never had titles. So yeah, it's that's fucking that's a shame that they did it that way. But yeah, I wish. Throughout this interview, you got like Twitter responses saying so refreshing to see. Like, don't call it refreshing when two black people are talking. (laughs) It's not refreshing. Okay, this isn't a sprite. Yeah, it's refreshing. It's refreshing to hear a black guy say all the things that I would hope they'd say that wouldn't make me feel bad about the history of wrestling. Yeah. I love that. I love when they say what... <laughs> I love when they say what the white guys want them to. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, God. All right, Jeff. Well, we'll do it again next week, huh? Sounds great, buddy. Night, night. Night, night. We'll get back to your music shortly, but first, did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies? You could literally drive across the street and get a different price. That's crazy. But with GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. You're probably thinking there's a catch, right? Nope. It's 100% free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not. In fact, it can often beat your copay. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. 